What's up, guys? I'm Sean Lights Out Merriman, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. Thanks for listening. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolts Podcast. Run game and red zone penalty. Done. The Raiders game is currently 14. Holy smokes. I'm happy with the way things played out. I'm quite comfortable in thinking he's the best quarterback in the AFC West. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 44 of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Well, what we're talking about tonight, folks, I'm your host, John Walsh Jr. I'm joined tonight by three magnificent co-hosts, all with smiles on their face because the Bolts clocked up their second win of the season. Basically, brushing aside the Chiefs with a comfortable 30-24 victory. I'm going to head over to California first. John Ayres, come on, what's your takes for the game? Oh, a lot of takes. Uh, Obviously, the Mike Williams breakout is for real. They know how to use him. He's become a different receiver. Um, And with the exception of that, you know, drop there in the last series with, again, I I do credit Romo for that, saying that it was he bulleted that. So maybe he probably didn't have a chance with that. But I mean, that was amazing. Um, Just the red zone offense for the Chiefs is really bad. And thankfully, because I think a decent red zone defense might have kept the bolts out. But I don't care about all that. I just know that we won and I care about victory. Um, But yeah, penalties in the red zone and poor kicking. If they want to keep winning, they got to clean that up. This cannot be a constant theme. It cannot be a constant theme. Uh, And finally, Brandon Staley has the biggest balls of all. I cannot, (laughs) I cannot even like, like it is just amazing. Like why go, why go for it? Why, why kick it ever again? That's what I'm saying. Just don't even kick it. Just go for it every time. So when the Chargers had the uh, had their final possession and Herbert made that sort of long play downfield, I thought, wow, we, we need to be eating the clock as we did against Washington. That didn't happen. We found ourselves in a red zone situation. I thought, all we need now is to score a quick touchdown here and Mahomes to get the football back. That didn't happen as as I thought it would. I mean, the Chiefs on the day put up four, 437 uh, net yards, but two interceptions... And two amazing uh, takeaways. Uh, Mike Davis picking up the the fumble after Campbell's brilliant uh, peanut punch. I mean, Bez, what's your biggest takeaways from tonight's win? Mate, it's uh, I predicted the Cowboys' defeat, and I said, don't panic, don't worry, because we're going to blow out the Chiefs. They're overrated. We're going to take away the ball from Mahomes. Asante Samuel Jr. is going to get an interception, and we're going to win. And what happens? You guys need to start listening. There's no more hat eating over here. You know, we nailed it. And and what I'm excited about is that, fair enough, we, we don't let teams be explosive. And we, we, we they pick up some yards, they move the ball. But you know what? We're hitting hard. We're tackling hard. We're making them fight once they actually get it. They're punching the ball out. Oh, I, I'm absolutely buzzing. I think they've done an incredible job tonight. It was never in doubt unless they let Vizca, you know, kick a field goal, which I'm glad they didn't. It's Staley, we trust. I mean, Dan, look, it was never going to be easy against the Kansas City Chiefs because, look, they're they're one and two, um, but they're a good football team. Andy Reid's a fantastic coach, as you uh, quite rightly mentioned in the last uh, podcast. He, he yeah, generally doesn't lose back-to-back fantastic. games, but we, we managed to overcome uh, and, and walk away with a W. I mean, what's your takes from the game? I'm still not sure how it all happened. I really thought we were going to throw it at the end there when we started not kneeling when we were so close. But I get, I get it. It's you don't 
brisket, then there's no victory brisket. Man, that yeah. was that was it was something. Andy Reid is such a good coach at making adjustments, and you could see that at halftime, going in, down, coming out, and take take like chewing up the clock for the fantastic third quarter, which I, I know John has some thoughts on on third quarters. Um, so I'll I'll leave that there. We're just gonna. Ha- I I think. When it goes to halftime, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I'm gonna go make myself. I might even go drive somewhere, pick up the groceries, come back because the Chargers have been awful in third quarters. I don't understand it. I mean, all three games they have just been so bad in the third quarter. So, I mean, they had about like two and a half minutes. I think was I I wrote it down, but now I can't find it. But I had like two and a half minutes of like total ball time. I think in the third quarter, it was just an, another atrocious quarter. But I would much rather have bad third quarters and bad fourth quarters because that was a hell of a thing i mean hashtag no risk it no brisket is is my new mantra it's real uh i you know just you start printing the hats i'll buy five of them no problem <laughs> uh different colors though obviously um but it is oh god just see having a coach who's like hey you know what we're gonna do we're gonna go for it and you know what look at the time, I was screaming and yelling at the television, at the telly, as you say. And I was saying, <laughs> why? Why are we not just running the ball, draining the clock out, and kicking the field goal for the win? Which, again, I'm not saying – I mean, obviously, Vizcaino is very unreliable at this point. So I get that. And I get that there was, like, 30-mile-an-hour wins going against the kicker. And I get all that. But, I mean, once you get to, like, the five, isn't that close enough to where Herbert could just kick it in? I mean, I said this from the beginning. Instead of going for instead of going for extra points or short field goals, just line Herbert back there to kick. We've seen him; he can kick field goals. We've seen the videos. That way, the defense has no idea what to do. Is Herbert actually going to kick it, or is the holder going to catch it, toss it up to Herbert, and Herbert's going to throw a touchdown or or a two point? We're conversion. saving that for the Super Bowl. I mean, you, put, you start putting Herbert play. up. <laughs> I mean, guys, come on. I mean, the Chiefs are sat in their locker room now and then the, the Kansas City fans, you know, are, are thinking, how have we lost this game? Well, guess right, what? The, the bottom of Welcome the division, Kansas City Welcome to the Kansas world City of the fans. LA Chargers. Welcome to our world because we've been through this now for the last season and a bit, all right? Losing close games. This time it's our turn to win one and it's been coming, all right? It wasn't pretty at times. And like you said, John, that third quarter, we gave up 17 points to Chiefs. You're thinking, what on earth is going on here? But this this game, like most NFL games, could have gone down several rabbit holes. And this is why we love it so much. When the when the Chiefs start that first drive, I thought, uh-oh, they're going to they're gonna stick 50 on us here. Um, just as I thought Dallas were going to be starting hot again. But look, we, we forced turnovers. You look at the Derwin James injury. He left the locker room just before halftime. Bose was in and out. I'm sure those guys are going to be in the ice bucket and the ice bath for the next two or three days. There were so many players that stepped up today, stepped up to the mark and did what they needed to do. And it all boils down to one man, really, that got us out of the jam. He does not, Justin Herbert, never, ever looks like he's in a panic, in a flat. He just looks like he's going to command and control the game. He's always going to play, isn't he? He has. A smile I mean, on his face. You know, and a smile on his Nerves face. Nerves steel. This is it. This, this is it. I mean, John, from my perspective, I'm still not convinced I know what we're, what we're seeing from the Chargers after three weeks. We should have beaten Dallas. The penalties killed us, obviously. This week, we, we I don't want to say we stumbled through a victory. We made the most of what the Chiefs gave us and we, and we capitalised. We, we've got to find some consistency. We've got, we're heading to another divisional matchup in week four. 
I mean, what do you want to see? If there's two areas of the game you want to see cleaning up, Eddie uh, to face John Gruden's Raiders, what is it? Run game and red zone penalties. Done. Just figure out how to stop the other team's run game because if Josh Jacobs is healthy, um, he's going to be an impossible person to bring down with this. how bad this defense is playing. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had like, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had like 100 and I think his last three games combined, he's had like 115 total yards on the ground. Uh, and of course today he gashes for over hundred yards, just himself on the ground. So, I mean, I just, they need to be able to stop the run. And if they can't, I just, I, I don't know what to do. I mean, they're, they're going to get, they're going to get destroyed by a team like the Raiders who, who have actually put together solid games on defense and solid rushing attack. And if the, and if we can't stop the run, we're going to lose to a team like the Raiders, which is just, just, just to awful. chip in there, Derek Carr has started this game with a pick six. So, well, that's Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is, was inactive for the game. They're, they're relying on Kenyon Drake, who's not the same runner. So maybe they thought they needed to rely on Carr, which was a mistake for them, obviously. So I mean, you all, you all are like a stat. You, you all like a stat. And, you know, look at the box score. Look at the numbers. If you, if you were to take the actual final score away and say, guess who won this game? You'd say the Chiefs all day long. Just look at the box score now. They had 33 uh, first downs, 12 of those rushing compared to the, the, the Bolts, uh, three rushing first downs. We, we never even got our running game established, let alone trying to stop the run. Um, but we found a way to win. Go on, Bez, from your construction site. What, what are you going to say there, buddy? All of this I'm hearing, we dominated these overrated Chiefs. And the thing is, is that we smashed them with turnovers. We let them have... I'm not pessimistic. Let the other teams run. If they want to have some run yards, eat, eat, eat your heart out. We're there for when they throw, inevitably throw the ball to get the turnovers, to get the ball back in our hands with an explosive D. That happens time again because every team's going to take a shot and every team's going to be fearful that someone in the secondary is going to get that ball. Or if you're going to go on a slant, you're going to get absolutely taken out by Campbell, who I was slagging off, but actually you know, made me, made me eat my hat. And, and Herbert's going to come on and outscore you and move the ball down the field. And Staley has, you know, we've watched Lynn and McCoy for years try and just edge over the line and blow it time and again. So, no, I don't want to run the clock down, take a knee, try and kick that field goal that inevitably goes wrong. No chance. He's putting it in the hands of the best player on the Chargers team and saying, these Chiefs are overrated. They're the 32nd D in the league. I'm going to get a first down, even if it's fourth and 20, don't care. And then I'm going to run it down your throat. And I don't care that I sh what I should do, I'm going to score a touchdown, mate. And I'm going to beat you because it sets a tone. It's a leadership tone. It's a we're better than you tone. And you know what? Big prediction coming. I don't, I'll tell you I don't what, John, we'll ever lose again. You've, you've got a point there because <laughs> if we keep doing this, if we keep being aggressive on fourth downs late in the game and we keep being successful, the opposition, the defence are going to go, it's him again. They're going to score because we're going to we're going to start setting a trend, and it is a mindset game. It's a mentality. Game. It is, and where we we would have never have seen this last year from Anthony Lynn or the year before. Not not uh, in a million years. We, we we never went for it in in third and short, let alone. Uh, you remember Rivers' fumble when he was trying yeah. to position for the winning field goal? Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Put it in our hands. Stop trying to limp over the line and put your foot on their throat and choke them. That's what we did. Dan, our resident special teams guy. Come on. Come on, guys. Like, just put me in. It's just wind. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's windy here all the time. 
I mean, but just man. just to look at a, a different team's special teams for here, can we just take a moment to acknowledge that Justin Tucker just kicked a 66-yard field goal? Uh, in fairness, it bounced. In a dome. It did bounce in, but it was it still was impressive. There wasn't any wind. You it's should still know impressive. that wind is a natural enemy of a football. Wind doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> it was kicking um, right there. Be kicking bend right it like Beckham. Legatron. Think, thinking of special teams, uh, and someone you mentioned the other day, John, is is special teams is where he belongs. I see Drew Tranquil turned up a bit today. He was... He was where he needed to be, which is more than you can say for Kenneth Murray, who again was just kind of was he there? Like, yeah, he he had a couple of tackles. Um, but hey, you've got um Gilman playing quite a bit of safety. Um, I like that. Nas got a few more big hits. Nas, generally... Nas led the team in tackles. Uh, Drew Tranquil ah. and Kaiser White were, were effective again, but the uh, PFF box score hasn't um. Populated oh, and, snaps um, yet. I'd like to be. I'd like to know how many snaps Kenneth Murray played. Hillary was was all over the place as well. He may not have got the tackle. He game, was yeah. getting. He was getting in there. Can we please stop putting Mark Webb on Premier Titans? That does and not can we work. stop putting Trey Pipkins in the game? Oh, <laughs> can we? Can we stop yeah. Trey Pipkins? Just stop at that. Can we just stop? You've Trey even Pipkins? got Roma going. Thanks, Pip. <laughs> Good game. Brilliant, yeah. What did you contribute last two weeks? Well, yeah. <laughs> face mask and a false start. Get that guy to walk home. Uh, I mean, John, John going back to the offence, and this is not a troll question because I know Bez tries to do that. Mike Williams, he's had a phenomenal start to the season. Um, it, it, do you know, let, let's take a theoretical look at this and say he gets to week 17 and he, he's leading the receiver core. Are we going to shell the money out for him for next season? What's, I know it's only week three. What's your thoughts so far? I mean, they may have to. They don't have anybody else in that receiver room. I mean, you can't trust Jaylee Guyton, apparently. He's dropping balls again. Just terrible. And that pass interference, sure, it was a pass interference by technicality, but that ball didn't get dropped at the end there because of the pass interference. It got dropped because he dropped it. Hit him in the chest. The other one, what, hit him in the freaking hands. I don't know where you have to throw it. Maybe you have to throw it at his crotch. Maybe if you throw it at his crotch, he'll catch it. I don't. I just out of pure instinct of oh, because he just he's just just cannot catch. He cannot be relied on. Josh Palmer needs to be out there, but Josh Palmer again. Where does Josh Palmer fit in this offense? If if Mike, if you're going to use Mike Williams the way that he should, probably should have been used from day one, and Mike Williams is finally going to actually reach his potential, which we all thought was there, but we hadn't seen it yet. And again, I was advocating to cut him because why? He hadn't reached his potential. Nobody, and again, for me, it, it's shining the light on the fact that maybe it was just the usage. Maybe the coaching was just like, hey, you just go run down the field and jump up and catch the ball. And that's all you need to do. And maybe he never sat there and spent an offseason working on running routes, working on using his leverage and his body to get himself open and get that separation. Cause he really wasn't getting good separation before. And now you're seeing it. Now you're seeing him again, maybe just, he just need the right offense to unlock him. But I mean, he's worth every penny at this point. I mean, he is honestly, I love Keenan Allen. He's number one in my heart and he's always good. But I mean, Mike Williams may be the number one receiver on the team right now. Just, just 98 he, yards and a touchdown a game average. Well, yes. over, over one touchdown a game. He got two in this, didn't he? So, we tried to get Larry Roundtree into the game, but he he, he wasn't productive. He's all right. Four, Larry Roundtree is Larry Roundtree. Yeah, he's yeah. going to give him the ball. He's going to rumble forward, and he's going to do a few things. That's it. He's not exciting. He is what he is. Just he's a fine running pace. back. Just he bring is. him in. And to be honest, of... he's been better than Joshua Kelly has in that role. Joshua yeah, Kelly okay. was not playing that role properly. At least Roundtree is. Uh, I don't like him back on kickoff returns. Like no. There's no reason for that. <laughs> 
he just i mean and that one where he brought it out of the end zone at the end right before I, the half i was like, just what, like oh my god point? oh my god oh my god why no. like you're you're risking uh you're risking a potential fumble it's not like you're gonna break one free like again be- between roundtree and kj hill um i think our coaching staff has basically said look we don't need a big return we just want guys who are gonna not fumble the ball i guess so you get put mm-hmm. guys out there with some pretty sure hands i guess i don't know uh, i mean roundtree had a pretty bad pass drop that drop. hit him in the, yeah, like the face mask or whatever so it makes me I, question the hands actually but whatever he's fine austin eckler's the man back there he's doing exactly what needs to happen he needs to have a, a pretty even split between rushes and between pat uh between it targets and that's where he's going to live and die what he had what six targets and he had what 11 carries Again, I want to see a 10-10 split from him. I want to see him get 20 touches where he gets about 10 rushing attempts and 10 targets a game. If you do, if you feed Eckler like that, he's going to do stuff like he did today. Is he going to break 80-yard touchdown runs? Probably not, but he's going to get you chunk plays every once in a while, and he's going to is he going to get those open flat targets and take them for a big play? He's going to do that consistently. It's going to keep the offense moving, so I'm happy with that. I mean, Bez, I another eight penalties today for 50 yards as, as part of our gay we to clean up. All the, all the refs need to, you know, cut it, cut us some slack. No, to be fair, I thought they were poor in the early half of the game. We looked poor. There were penalties. The refs were on our back, and actually, I think it evened out, and they they, they ended up refereeing the game quite quite nicely towards the end. I don't but know. We that, just can't keep that making Herbert these rookie slide. Efforts. Can we please address the Herbert slide? Is he still it's too? It, is he does he have not enough notoriety in the league where he doesn't get protected? Any other QB in the league, that's a rough in the passer. Oh, I, I know that's. I know it might be quasi ticky tacky, but it doesn't matter. He was still fully hitting. sliding, and the guy still hit him. I mean, that's absolutely a penalty for. Any, if Mahomes mm-hmm. did that, I mean, one hundred percent. That's a that's a penalty. They might even kick that guy yeah. out of the game for targeting. Like it that that kind of bullshit needs to stop. We need to we need to get some protection on Herbert. Because there was a couple of garbage. There was a couple of uh, plays that the zebras missed as well. Well, today taunting. Mm-hmm. I saw at least on two occasions where, where, you know, last week we got flagged for it. This week, the yeah, Chiefs are oh, will we'll not flag. I'm hoping the NFL are going to bring these rules in. If the NFL are going to establish these rules, they need to maintain consistency, and not just do it when the zebras feel like they're going to, you know, be able to walk out the building with, without getting their um, knees broken. Um, you, you're right, John. And if that was Mahomes, there would have been a flag there, but. It's something we have to live with and we have to make sure that we can control what we can control. And that's exactly what we did today, 30-24. I think we're pretty happy tomorrow morning we're waking up with that score. Like, but, I mean, I think, it just, I, think it's, I think it's more than just a score, though. I think it's the improvement of individual players, the development yeah. of players, the, adapt, the adapting the game plan. Andy Reid adapts and dominates you and you adapt again. And the boldness. So it's miles more. If we'd lost, I'd still have positives. But we won. And and screw you, screw you, Chiefs. But that that is a point I was going to come on to. The Chiefs were particularly bad in the, on red zone defense coming to this game. They gave up four or five today. Now the Broncos and the Raiders need to be looking at this tape as as well as everyone else in the league and making advantage of this because this could be a really competitive AFC West. We've all we've all written us off, saying none of us outside the Chiefs are going to win the division. Well, it all looks very different after three weeks. Doesn't it? Are the chief, you know, um, are the Chiefs on the decline? This is a Chargers podcast, but look, we've got to do what we need to do to get to the uh, the, the playoffs. Now, whether this is a team in rebuild or whether 
the, the front office are going to be aggressive enough to go for it. That's two different conversations. But when you when you look at the bigger picture, John, I think we've got to we've got to take more positives from these first three weeks than the negatives. Let let the let the coaches clean up all the the issues that the the execution, the the, the ill discipline, the penalties. But from a Chargers point of perspective, we'd have all took two and one. I think after the first uh, three games, if you just if you'd have asked us all in August. Yeah, I don't think we would have guessed that that loss would be to the Cowboys and the win would be against the Chiefs in Arrowhead. But, you know, yeah, I'm I'm 100% happy with 2-1. and one. Uh, I got a couple tough tough matchups. So we got the Raiders. Again, if we can take the Raiders on, I think we'd be right up there at the top of the division, depending on how the Broncos look. Uh, I think they were, I mean, they're up against the Jets. So the Broncos. The Raiders game week. is currently 14 nothing to the Holy smokes. 14 zip. You mean against Jacoby Brissett and the Dolphins? Jake Brisket. It, 14 zip. Victory Brissett. I've said it time and time again. Malcolm Brown touchdown and the pick six of Derek Carr. So, so nothing, nothing could be more Raiders than to look like a, an actual, like like a contender in weeks one and two against good teams and then come in here and lay a stinker against the freaking Dolphins and their backup Jacoby Brissett. Who could, in who Las could Vegas. Course, yeah, in Vegas. So, I mean, Dan, nothing's more Raiders than that. So what, what you're really saying, Dan, is for the whole of this week on the NFL Network, they're not going to be discussing Derek Carr for MVP. <laughs> oh, they still find a way. <laughs> but no, I mean, look, get back, get back to today's game. It's it's a massive boost that we've won yet another close game. And I think we've got to we've we've got to now understand that Herbert's not a fluke. There's going to be no regressions, and he's here to mix it up with the best quarterbacks in the league and the best defenses. Bez. You predicted regression, and it is still only week three. But there's not going to be no signs of that, is there? Do you know what? I really thought that I was trying to convince myself that he peaked and there was nothing more to come from him. But he's so solid. And I love when he rolls out. You always know he's going to find something deep downfield. He has in him three or four if he passes a game, but he also has in, in him three or four explosive ones a game. And I think... I'm quite comfortable in thinking he's the best quarterback in the AFC West. Bold. Hey, that, that is the, hey that's bold, but look, he, he is that good. I mean, I, I tell you what impresses me about Herbert is his um, physical courage. I mean, John, he took some hits today and he, and he made a few scrambles. You know, he's not scared to get his, his, uh, his, his uh, jersey dirty, is he? No, and as Brandon Staley just said in his, uh, uh, in his press conference, he said, uh, we're... Uh, we're fortunate as hell to have a gangster quarterback. <laughs> and that's oh, he's a gangster. I mean, he I mean, you saw that he did not shy away from hits. He did not like worry about anything. Like when everyone I think held their breath when they were like, Oh, is Herbert injured? What's going on? He's holding his hand, shaking it. They show the replay of his hand getting like freaking bent back, and everyone was just going, Oh shit. And Herbert's like, nah, uh-uh. He's like, No, I'm okay. He's like, My hand, but I'm okay. Get go say leave it, leave whoever else you're gonna throw out there on the sideline. Which in fairness, I was really interested in that scenario, who they bring <laughs> in. Like, do they bring in Chase Daniel, who is, you know just there to kind of shepherd the offense or is he, or do they bring in the more high upside and high risk uh, Easton stick? That would have been really exciting. To see. Oh, did Easton stick suit up? I don't remember. I don't, I think he did. Right. Yeah. Anyways, it doesn't matter, but he's a gangster. So it doesn't matter. He's not leaving that field. He's taking illegal hit. He's taking illegal hits. He's freaking running it himself. Why they don't, by the way, why on first down and one from the one, you're not just running QB sneak every single damn time is beyond me. Yes. 
He's like, going to be hard to stop, isn't he? All this he's motion and all this motion and bullshit. You've got Corey Lindsley again. He's not amazing right now. I think he's definitely had some early season struggles, but he's been doing a very fine job up there, and he gets pushed when he needs to. So I think if you put it in the hands of of Lindsay and Herbert and just say, look, silent silent snap, you know, I'm going to pinch your thigh. You're just going to hand me the ball, and we're both going to run forward while everybody's just standing still going, what the fuck's happening? Oops, excuse my language. Um, you know, I think that's going to work every single time. Just stop with this. Oh, I'm going to put these guys in motion, and he's going to come over here, and then we're going to get a penalty. Oh, it's okay. Oh. I'm going to bring in an extra blocker. Okay, Pipkins is lead and false start. Forget that garbage. <laughs> yeah. Line up. Let Herbert do a silent count snap. Just dive headfirst in. Let him yell, I was in, I was in, and let's walk away with the touchdown every time. Let's not screw around and pussyfoot around with these bullshit fake little calls. Just give Herbert the ball and let him win the game. Yeah, I mean, it's going to yes. be hard to stop in that in that situation. And I... <sighs> I do think this this parts of me when I watch the Chargers certainly today. I know the first quarter was particularly bad. That first drive is like, and I, I'm always sat there thinking, are the coaching staff just holding their cars close to their chest? Are they just dialing up the heat gradually rather than starting off explosive? Because we've been led to believe in the off season uh, coming into the you know the regular season that Lombardi is going to mix it up. We're, we're going to we're going to change the way we play. Um, and it just does bet there's always that doubt at the back of my mind that we're not actually going to show all our cards too early on. But you made a good point there, John. We've got to, we've got to, you know, have a bit of common sense one yard out, just let Herbert have the snap, uh, silent uh, uh, count and, and just go for it and, and come away. I mean, Dan, what's your take on the end with not taking the knee? I, I was calling for the knee, I, I said to my wife at the time, why, why? Like we we've got to just take a knee here, let Casey take the timeout, take another knee, then take our own timeout, and then just kick. But seeing as I'm not the kicker, we can't have any faith there. Um, so I'm I'm okay with it. It clearly worked. Um, risk was worth the reward there, um, and in the end, it it was it it wouldn't have been the worst if we'd not got that then it's not like Kansas did anything with the next the next drive anyway. Um, it would have been a different different um, situation, but I, I'm happy with the way things played out. Um, yeah, I don't want to cast any doubt on the, the coaching staff here for, for risking it, because I'd always, I'd rather us be aggressive, but, you know, uh, I don't, I don't want us to be needlessly aggressive. Yeah, I hear you on that. I mean, great point. Mm -hmm. There's one, there's one snap that uh, I'm glad to say we've seen the back of today, and that was Herbert zero interceptions. You know, we had obviously four touchdowns as well. Second down, four touchdowns as well. Yeah, four touchdowns. But <laughs> it's, it's great that he didn't create any turnovers because again, it's a mental thing. You know, you, you have a turnover in this game. It rolls into week four, and it's like, when does Herbert stop this snap? Well, he stopped it. You, you know, there's nothing to say that he's not going to throw another interception next week. But it's another positive that we can take away. Um, I'm really interested to to read and listen to what everyone's got to say from from all the all the podcasts coming up this week on on how good he was. Matt Feeler had a, had a decent game. He was blocking well, certainly in the in the fourth quarter. I know Bez. You picked up on on Slater making a, a few rookie errors, but I think largely he had, he had a good game. He's, he's quality, isn't he? And, and actually, the it's whole wrong. point is you don't notice him. 
that much. He, he gets blown out a few times a game. I've started noticing a couple of penalties, but he's vastly above average to anything we've uh, we've had for years in the charges, isn't he? So, you know, his consistency and um, I just hope he can start easing out of the penalties and reduce the number of times that he lets his guy go by him. But on the whole, I'm not going to give him any grief. And my only one thing is the guy talking about not noticing guys. Anyone notice Derwin James? Didn't think he did much. I think he did his job by by taking away the the, the options that he was he was covering uh, in in the passing game. Um, but you could always tell the, the the class of a guy when you don't notice him because the team is avoiding him. And I think when that call that time out. I think if he had not called that time out when he did, there was a, there was a uh, penalty there. So the guy the guy's smart, and I think that shoulder injury may have limited his snaps. Um, I'll be writing about it tomorrow. Uh, you know, the who stood out from the game, but look, if he's had a quiet game, Bose had a relatively quiet game with a with a an ankle injury, and we still go away with the win. I, I would I, I would say though that yeah you call it a quiet game I wouldn't I saw Bosa's jersey right next to Patrick Mahomes a lot he was creating pressure Bosa's he was catching those last you, two drives yeah I mean and you know to to touch on on James I think yeah I think if we go back and you know I'll wait to see the final stats come out but I am pretty sure if we look at you know how many times he was targeted there uh you're gonna see a really low number because they just said look wherever derwin is we're keeping the ball away from him and you know what it doesn't matter because we've got the defensive rookie of the year in asante samuel jr out what there flying around the field. Where did that come was, from? you know what and i don't care if people are gonna say oh well it was a tip ball i'm like i don't give a crap you know what to be able to have the wherewithal and the skill and the, and the instincts to see the ball identify it and then just lay out for it and i the mean body control to get under it and to roll Gorgeous. That must be, that must be six or eight feet away when that, mm. that ball's tipped from him. Mm. Uh, like you say, to actually have so the athleticism good. to cover the ground mm-hmm. and, and and make that catch. Absolutely yeah, gorgeous. He's, he's a beast. I, I really hope that they put him up there uh, for Rookie of the Week again uh, because I, I know we're going to smash and get him another straight. I'll remember to vote this week. Yeah, you but should. The, <laughs> you, you start to see chemistry down the defense. I mean, mm-hmm. Campbell with the two peanut punches, and then Davis to have the awareness to to pick up the football and run with it. You know, yeah, I thought that... Davis had a really good game. I think he was really he solid. You know, and someone I commented on during the game, Kaiser White. I just he's so up and down for me right now. I mean, I see him flying around, making tackles, being in the and right place, sad. and I'm excited. But then I see him fly by and miss some bad tackles. I mean, there's a couple and then make big a plays out that were, bounds. Yeah, and then some a few bonehead mistakes where you're just like, what are you doing there? So, I mean, I really want to get behind Kaiser White here, but I, I need him to clean it up. Um, but yeah, and I'll I'll eat a slipper. I mean, Aloe Gilbert, Drew Tranquil so... was good. He was good. He needs more snaps. <gasps> I admit, I was wrong. Tranquil yeah. needs more snaps. <laughs> those are fantastic slippers, by the way. I mean, you like those? Yeah. What about our boy like Gilman? Those. Gilman showed up today. Yeah, Aloy yeah. Gilman. How about that? More. Hey, you know what? Today was a day where our core special teamers turned into actual defenders. I love. We've it. got a new number thirty-two. Yeah. <laughs> long, long gone is Eric Weddle. Who? Oh. Eric. Yeah. Who? <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. I, I guys, talk about development. It's uh, it's going to be a nice feeling tomorrow morning waking up with that uh, W and a winning record, um, and then we can look forward to the big one next week against that uh, that team for the desert. Any final thoughts, Dan? Um, coach Staley never had a losing record as a head coach. Still, love it. Yeah, Bez. 
I don't think we're ever going to lose again. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, it's a shame because I like that hat you're wearing too, but whatever. You do you, do you buddy. You do you. Bez, well, I want to know what's going to come first, the completion of your house extension or the next charges loss. <laughs> yeah, God. But either could be years away. Or, or your internet connection being reinstated. <laughs> Pay your bills. <laughs> oh, you can't because you, you, you keep paying charges at bolts fines. That's correct. John, any final <laughs> thoughts? Yeah, as excited as I am about this win, uh, I may have put myself in a tough position because I've worn my slippers and my pajama bottoms, and now <laughs> I'm going to have to wear these again for all the future games until they lose. So I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. I mean, it's gonna, I, mean I, I mean, that's going to be a real awkward Monday night game if I show up to SoFi in my in my slippers and my pants. But <laughs> you got to do what you got to do for the victory. Well, you I actually thought the key to this victory was you going on that uh, Chiefs podcast the other day. Maybe so, so. Can you go I'll there every week? Uh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll see if I could sneak into them. I was having a little bit of banter back and forth with uh, with Taylor. He's a good guy. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I decided to leave it alone in the, in the fourth quarter. One because I didn't want to have to deal with anything if they lost, and two, you know, when like that, it doesn't do anyone any good to rub it in, you know, to their faces at least. No, I mean, look, the Chiefs two Super Bowl appearances the last two seasons, including a win. They're now feeling how we felt for the last. How many months, years, seasons? I have no sympathy whatsoever. Best team won today. We took our chances. The Bolts are two and one. It's the Raiders next week. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll be back on Thursday, um, 15.30 Eastern Time and 20.30 uh, British Summer Time for the Las Vegas Raiders preview. Thanks for tuning in. Bolt up and we'll see you in the week. <laughs>